Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm Jeremy Berkeley. Today's question is, what new IP would you like in a video game? Wait, what? What new IP would you like in a video game? It's the question today, Sean. Oh, right. Okay. Great. Um, thanks, Rob, for sending it in. Oh, yeah. Rob. Rob. I definitely know who that is. Thanks, Rob. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of going off of the idea of not mentioning it at all, but I feel like we probably have to. <laughs> so, uh, this is Jeremy. Hi, everybody. I realized that it's the first new second host in 167 episodes, but... That's how long I took to germinate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we had to grow another host. <laughs> Essentially, the deal is, as we can enjoy the festive sounds of yard work going outside of the guys from Tower. <laughs> you were done. You were done, yard work. <sighs> we waited, too. <laughs> Essentially, the questions we've been getting, so many of them are pop culture a lot of video game stuff, a lot of gaming stuff, nerdier topics, and... A lot of those podcasts end up me being the guy explaining how all of that stuff works, and we don't get anywhere. So instead, we brought somebody else in. You got yourself a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am that. I am a nerd. Yep. So yeah. Jeremy will be filling in for Dave on occasion, uh, specifically to talk about video game stuff and game stuff and... Basically anything that Jeremy could handle better than Dave, <laughs> Jeremy will be here for. I also listen to his sports radio talk show, so if we need a substitute for that, <laughs> I can do that too. Excellent. <laughs> so yeah, do you want to introduce yourself to the, the guys from audience? Sure. Uh, I'm Jeremy Berkeley. I've worked as an actor, uh, amateur writer. Uh, my background is long-form improv, um, and I worked with Sean and Dave in university. Yep. I'm doing some other stuff in the podcast land. We'll get to that later, I'm guessing. Sure. But uh, I kind of assumed that would be what you would plug. Yeah, I'll plug, I'll plug my own shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm, a, I'm a big narrative guy, so lots of reading, lots of stories, uh, not so much uh, TV or movies. But that's okay, because Sean's got that. <laughs> yep, I sure do. Yeah. Uh, we are also in a game group together. We are. So... I play the honeypot. Yep. <laughs> it's a little strange. It Nope, it was a little strange. <laughs> I am completely used to it now. I am the DM, which yeah. is why I say it that way. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like my flirty text adventures? No, it, it's, it's perfectly fine, especially when you run into somebody who can completely seduce you with no problem. I mean, I'm not good at resisting seduction. No, not at all. <laughs> what this also means is that if there are tabletop RPG-style questions, we can also talk about that. Yes, we can. So. That's my jam. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're, we're expanding the guys from podcast to be able to answer more of your questions. Ta-da! Like today's. Yeah. So, video games. Yeah. And board games. I feel like we could probably trend a little bit into board games as well. Okay, yeah. We can do that. So what's an IP? I'll throw it at you first. Gotcha. What's an IP that you would like to see either a video or board game for? You know what? One of my favorite novel series is The Dresden Files. 
And there's a, okay. a tabletop RPG system that runs off of Fate. I don't know if people know what that is, but it's a system. We warned you we were going to skew nerdier. <laughs> the first thing talked about yeah. in the first five minutes is the Fate system. Yeah, so um, I'm not saying it would need to be based around Fate, but for those of that know, Dresden Files is fantasy, modern fantasy noir done the best I've ever seen it done. Sure, yeah. Um, uh, it follows a main character who is literally a wizard detective. It has a really good, um, I feel, a really good grasp on mythologies and how those would actually interact with a modern world. Yeah. So what I would really like is a video game using that setting, but okay. not using the main characters. Oh, so more of a set in the world rather than a set in the story. Yeah, yeah. And I would like it to be a turn-based game that is story. Like, I don't think there needs to be RPG, but I think it'd be really cool, for instance, if you just had, like, 30 tags and you could choose four and that's your character. Okay. And then you go through uh, a scenario that's based in this world. I'm thinking, like, sort of like a Telltale game. Okay. Sort of like Telltale, but with, like, I guess you could do it as cards. You could choose, like, the encounters to be, like, cards, and then your assets are just cards, and the tags you have give you specific things that you can do. Sure. I think it'd be really interesting as a game like that, because... Maybe blend a Telltale with a Quantic Dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Add a few quick-time events, because if there's one thing gamers love... It's quick-time events. Yeah. Well, you can do them right. Yeah, you can. do you them can. right, and you can do them wrong. I feel like Heavy Rain, I feel, pulled it off fairly well, mm -hmm. where it wasn't very intrusive, Yeah. whereas stuff like Indigo Prophecy, where it's just, here's the sticks superimposed over the stuff on the screen. <laughs> here's the Simon Says style thing you have to do. Yeah, like, don't do it as, like, an action scene where it's like, press button to live. Like, no, <laughs> that's, that's not good. That's not a fun design. Is there a press button to die? Like, mm. <laughs> circle, game over. I mean, really, I that, okay really, really that's any other button. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so that's the first one. I think that would be interesting uh, story-wise. Sure. Because mystery is always cool, and I don't think there's enough mystery in video games. I actually, on I made a little list of some of the IPs that I was going to bring up. Yeah. Three of them are specifically about mystery, because there's not enough mystery games. It, there's not. There's not. Did you ever play L.A. Noir? I did. What I did, did you think? Well, I liked it. I played. I played the whole game. Okay. Uh, at the beginning, I thought, okay, this is very clearly like tutorial-ish. Uh, wasn't super enjoyable. Then I hit, uh, I think, a sweet spot in the game, like two hours in. After you get through the alleyway and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. and and for like three hours, it was great. And then it ended, and I was like, what? Why? Like, you were building all this tension. The tension should have kept on building. And then it was like, no, you die in a sewer. Spoilers. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's, like... I I feel like mine was a little bit longer than that. Mm -hmm. But I I was stupid excited because that was exactly... No, I was I was very excited for the game. I bought it day of release. Did you season pass it? 
No, I didn't. Ah, uh, so I had stories inserted in between the other ones. Oh, so okay. it, I felt that the pace was off because of that. But mm. from what I'm hearing is maybe not. No, it's like in, in the game, you're like, okay. And then you're like, okay, this killer thing is happening. And it's spread out over several years, right? Like, oh, corruption. I got to figure out who I can trust on this side. Yeah, and, and it's like, oh, my character's becoming corrupted. Like super interesting character. Quick aside, black and white or color? Color. Uh, I played in black and white. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, continue. Uh, yeah, like, super interesting. Everything's interesting. And then it's like, here's the answer. Boop, now you die in a sewer. Like, but I was... But... I just... And, then, and then, like, don't get me wrong. I don't care that the character dies. No, that's fine at the yeah, end. If that's I, the story you're telling, yeah, tell that, that story. Yeah, tell that story. But, like, fi- finish... You could have had such a good payoff. Yeah. You could have had such a good payoff, and instead it floated away like a tissue in the wind. Yeah, it really did. And there was that big character shift as well. Yeah. For anyone who was thinking that Dave got off on tangents, Jeremy and I will get (laughs) off on crazier tangents. I warned Sean before we started. (laughs) Well, and even talking to each other outside of the podcast, we always do this. It's so Yeah, we'll be like, thing, yeah, thing, and then... <laughs> Cucumbers. Yeah. yeah. Delicious. Why are cats afraid of them? I have no idea. Yeah. I think it's because they think it's a snake. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I also didn't really like the L.A. Noir story twist. The the marriage story twist. Yeah, no, that was dumb. Where it's just like all of a sudden this character who has played every other situation a certain way just goes, Nope, that's not me. Affair. Yeah. But what? Well, it's like... It felt to me like when you watch a movie um, that has clearly been rewritten a bunch of times. Yeah. And these two characters are in a romance and it makes no sense. It's because it was like somebody from way up high was like, but people like romance. And don't get me wrong. The best games have kissing in them. The best games. They have kissing in them. It happens. There's not a lot in Civilization 4, but okay. Well... Fine. There are some other good games without kissing. <laughs> but lots of good games have kissing. Like, yes. I'm not someone who poops on romance. No. I think it's great. I am 95 in hours into Persona 5 yes. as of we're hard talking about yes. this. Uh, I am still trying to figure out which of the two girls I want to date. And it's getting very Sean, late. there's no more time. I d- well, there is because there's still an, an... I think there's a month left in game time. And oh, yeah? they're both right at the cusp confidant leveling wise where it's like okay i just i have to pick i have to pick sean don't archie this up i know (laughs) can i get an alternate reality where i do pick one and then everyone's weirded out by it nope oh (laughs) not that type of game play another hundred hours probably will at some point (laughs) uh do you have any new ip Well, I was actually going to tie it back into the mystery thing sure. that you were talking about. Yeah. Have you ever seen Psychopaths or read uh, Psychopaths or know of Psychopaths? I've heard the name. Okay. I don't think I've engaged directly with any of the media. Okay. Uh, essentially, think Minority Report, okay. but anime. Yeah. Oh, no. I know exactly what you're talking about now. Okay. As soon as you said anime. Yeah. Yeah. That's no. what it is. It's, yeah. So it's Anime Minority Report. Yeah. There is a game that came out last year, mm-hmm. but I use the term game loosely because it is a visual novel yeah. about side characters. 
Okay, I could see how that'd be interesting if you're a big fan of the anime. If you're a hardcore fan, yeah. great. Yeah. I really enjoyed the anime, but I want that experience in a game. Yeah, you, you don't you don't want an extra bit of narrative. You want to... I want to be the one solving the yeah, mystery. The yes. Yeah. High tech. Yeah. Not really tech punk, mm-hmm. but it's mm. far future, but not super far future. What sort of game systems do you think you'd implement? Oh. Or, or do you think would work well? Again, like you were saying, I don't think RPG would work in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Just because, what are you leveling up? Your ability to spot clues? Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> there's a bit of shooting in it, but it's all based on the Sybil system. Essentially, there's an AI mm-hmm. that runs New Tokyo. Gotcha. So the the... I don't remember what they're called off the top of my head. So the officers are have to run everything through their implants and through the guns and the guns are managed by the AI so the AI determines what the criminal quota like coefficient is Mm -hmm. in a criminal to -hmm. see what action is taken Mm -hmm. so if somebody's committing a crime or they have elevated to a certain number where they are a danger then they are eliminated yeah so Hmm. would it would it be interesting then for you to play the AI it might be I think that's probably the most interesting choice you could make. So kind of like an RTS? Yeah. Like a crime RTS might be the best way to implement Except something Except instead like of going around and like getting resources and stuff, you're scanning different clues, you're investigating different sites. Yeah. And it would probably have to be set up like a, like a StarCraft campaign is set up. Yeah. Where instead of having like an open map, it's, no, this is a map that's set every single time, and these are the different things that you can explore, but you only have this much time to do it. Yeah, exactly. And this is your objective. Age of Empires worked the same way. Yeah. You're going through the life of Barbarossa, and it's like, okay, well, you don't get to build a castle this time. Here's your army. Get them to here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, here's... You have three divisions with their helpers. Yeah. Wow. We just came up with something that has never been done in the game industry (laughs) before, which is a mystery RTS. Yeah. I would play that, though. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely try it. I don't know if I would try it, but I know that you would. Yeah. And I would definitely be interested in what you had to say about it. In other it. words, it would be like, I got the Psychopaths RTS. Do you want to come over and see it? Yes. Yes, John, I would. <laughs> and then I would play it. Yeah. No, that'd be, that's super cool. So something like that would be neat. Yeah. I like um, when you take us into different eras. Mm-hmm. So I was also wondering about a, a actually good and actually good Jack the Ripper game. Oh yeah, there was a crappy as Jack the Ripper or as the people chasing Jack the Ripper. Both could be fun, but I'm leaning towards the people chasing Jack the Ripper because I'd also like to see a Hannibal Lecter game where you're playing Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> ah, yeah, okay. Because I am a huge Hannibal Lecter fan. Yeah. I mean, I think both are interesting. For the Hannibal Lecter game, basically, you have to set things up after you kill somebody so that people are befuddled Yes. as to what happened. Yep. And then you could see there'd be stories coming out about it afterwards, and you could be laughing gleefully at their horrible misconceptions. Yeah. And it would also be a cooking sim because oh, it's Hannibal yeah, Lecter. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. So it's a cross between some sort of strange serial, like third person action serial killer thing mm-hmm. and cooking sim. Yeah. What if it was a point and click adventure cooking sim? 
I could go with that. Yeah, I think I think that's how I would do it. But maybe not in the sense of having to solve things. No, because like, some point in click adventures, you obviously yeah. have played where it's I need a loaf of bread and a light bulb to get to that switch. Yeah. What? What? But huh? no, more more like the thing. I like. I would almost like it where like you have a scene where you're tailing whomever you're going to be killing. Sure. You're, you're casing them essentially. Yep. Um, and then. Like, cutscene, murder happens. And then another scene where you're changing the things around or deciding what to do with the body. Okay. Um, and that can determine what ingredients you get for the cooking sim. It, well, it would. And also befuddle the authorities. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. It would, essentially, if you, if you go off of the series Hannibal, mm-hmm. where he is actually taking body parts to cook. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd be down for that. It's a strange twist. I mean, I'm... Uh, shock. I'm bad with horror, Sean. But I feel like if I was playing a game like that, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. If, I, if I'm if i the person inflicting the horror, I'm fine with it. Okay. Because I know what's coming, essentially. So survival horror is not really your bag. No. <laughs> you if, if people want to have a great time, pay me $100 and I will play a survival horror in front of you and you will hear me squeal. <laughs> I have alien isolation for no, you. No, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's cool. And then for the for the Jack the Ripper police one, that'd be interesting. But yeah, I wonder if they'd have to make a choice as to who Jack the Ripper was by the end of the game. Yeah, yeah, uncover suspects for that, and for that payoff. Would it be like a Professor Layton game? Oh, maybe. Just like you get there and there's some sort of puzzle to solve. Maybe. Right? Yeah. Or maybe would... maybe you have to find the puzzle first, too, right? Oh, man. Yeah. With a very well-put-together 1880s London. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Because there have been Jack the Ripper games, but they've never been great. Well, I think I think the, the problem is with, like, a myth like Jack the Ripper is that... The easiest thing to do is just make it bloody and gory, and then people who are interested in it will look at it and be like, oh, Jack the Ripper, it's blood and gore, cool. Yeah. But I think, like, what is the what is the story actually about, and what are the things that the people in the story would have done is a better way to make an interesting story. It's an interesting game that way. Yeah. As opposed to, if it is just wandering around the city stabbing prostitutes. Yeah. I, I can play GTA, it's probably a better game, and there's more to do in it than walking around stabbing That's prostitutes. That's true, although if it was Jack the Ripper, the Jack the Ripper game where they're stabbing prostitutes, anybody who buys that game could be put on a watch list. True. Because if, if, that's, if that's all, all the is, game is, then, I mean, if somebody's into that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty dark power fantasy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Also... You can get games where all you do is wander around stabbing stuff. Yep. There are tons of games like that. They're called Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. Where you're a counter block monster. Yeah. Yep. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Wasn't there... There may have been Jack the Ripper DLC. Uh, there was, I think. Yeah, uh, to Syndicate? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I didn't play any of the games. But I think... Like, I remember it coming up at the end of, like, a video somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped after... The American one. No, I played the pirate one because it was a great pirate game just mm-hmm. with an awkward Assassin's Creed story stapled <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> yeah. So many shanties. Mm. Gotta love a shanty. Yep, I do. 
There's well, a few from me. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I'm going back to tabletop. Sure. Um, but in this case, it's more of a story game. So the the game that I would like to see put into a video game is Monster Hearts. Oh, I'm not familiar with that one. Um, so it's run off the Apocalypse World System. Okay. Um, for people that don't know what that means, basically you roll 2d6, add a modifier, and then there's degrees of successes that you can have. If you fail, something bad happens. If you get a partial success, you get what you want, but then something else happens. And then if you get a full success, great. You succeeded with no repercussions. Yeah. Um, and the setting can basically be, be played in two ways. One, you can play it like a CW team drama, in which case everything is overwrought and emotional and tropes are just everywhere. Okay. Or you can play it as uh, a thing, a game where these people have real problems and you're working through it. Like, I think it would make a really good therapy game oh, with, okay. with the right group. Um, uh, basically, every player character plays a monster. That is also human. So it's very similar to Buffy in that way. In the like the monster of the week type thing. So you can be the chosen one. You can be Buffy. You can be a vampire. You can be a swamp monster. You can be a werewolf. You can be a witch. You can be a selkie. Like there's 30 skins to be. Okay. But what I would like to see is like, you know the social part of Persona? Yeah. I want that social part of Persona set in this Monster Hearts game. And then... Like okay. when there when there is conflict, make it a fighting game. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. So, again, I'm a big fan of character creation. So, and I think this could probably be an RPG, but like RPG light. Yeah, not an intense RPG. No, especially like you, if you're wanting it to be a you cross have, you, fighting game. You have all your combos and everything right away. Yeah. I'm thinking more along the lines of like. You get abilities for the narrative parts of the game. Yeah, okay. As, as you progress, right? As you become more level up your wit, level up your charm, level right. up your or you whatever. know if, if you're a werewolf, maybe you have special werewolf abilities. Yeah. Right. Um, I think that would be super huggable so in a full moon. Fun. Yes. <laughs> you're so fluffy. <laughs> so fluffy. Um, but I think I think that would be great, and I think like Persona does it so well because it's a life sim, right? Yeah. And then a dungeon crawler. But what I want is a life sim with monsters in it and a fighting game. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm not even a big fan of fighting games. The last fighting game I got into was Soul Calibur 2. Ooh, wow. Okay. It's a long time That's ago. That's a long time ago. Right? And before that, it was the Mortal Kombat for the Game Boy. Okay. Jump and kick, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think it would be super interesting. And then... Well, that's the thing with most fighting games is that they don't have any. They don't have enough around it to keep me engaged. Exactly. Injustice is pretty much since Street Fighter Super Street Fighter Two Alpha for mm. SNES. So that one, yeah. and then Injustice because I got it for free on PS4. I went, oh, I actually kind of like this, and yeah. now the new one is out next week. Yeah, they've been actually. doing a bunch of online videos. Yeah, and they're adding an RPG system, so cool. it's got a loot. Yeah. system attached to it so if we were both playing Aquaman as I would obviously be playing Aquaman first I'd be playing the Flash yeah fair <laughs> enough so if you were the Flash say I was the Flash our Flashes would be different yeah because you would have different loot drops based on what you've done story wise and that sort of stuff that's interesting so, yeah I'm yeah. intrigued yeah but 
back to the original point. Yeah. There's not usually enough around a fighting game to make it interesting. Yeah. Like, you play Street Fighter. There's a story, wink, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you play Mortal Kombat. There's a story, wink. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta stop the gate from opening by winning this tournament. Yeah. I also think it would be really interesting, like, this robust fighting game's there. But I think you could probably get through the game with very few fights. Or you can be sure. like, I fight everybody all the time. Yeah. Um, and, a, and You could add an online element to that very, very easily to keep a multiplayer side going. Yeah. Now, how in-depth would you want the fighting game in that, though? Because you're trying to draw in people... You draw in more people for the life sim than the fighting. So I don't know that you could go King of Fighters 13 no, you style. No, you don't want to go... Blue. You don't want to go crazy. Uh, you want like, like a never soft fighting game where yeah you you, you just want, you can learn the combos, but at the same time you can get by without them. Yeah, um, uh, I'm thinking just because I I love the aesthetic of it. I like Killer Instinct and the way they sure. sort of they sort of approach it. Like you can get stupid good at, at Killer Instinct. Yes, you can. But you can definitely just beat the regular playthrough with regular stuff. Yeah. Um, but you can yes, you can go and learn how to do a three hundred point combo if you're good enough, right? So something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Also, again, a thing the game industry hasn't done: <laughs> life sim fighting game. I don't know that I would buy it, but Jeremy would phone me and say he got the new Monster Hearts game. Yeah. And ask if I wanted to see it, <laughs> and I would say yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I would bring the Psychopaths RTS with me. We would play beside each other (laughs) and be really confused. Yep. Really confused. Yeah. I'd really like a James Bond board game. Oh, yeah. There isn't anything. Do you think he'd be there to be like like one player versus other players? Or do you think everyone would be like a secret agent working towards a goal? Um... The first thing that flashed into my head is the terrible idea that everyone playing is playing one James Bond. <laughs> like the old 80s Legend of Zelda game. <laughs> Which is, it's just, it's a terrible idea. Yeah. I don't know why anyone does it. If it's a board game, I think a one versus all yeah. would be the best way to do it. Yeah. Where someone is the villain. Yeah. And you can choose from a cadre of James Bond villains. Yep. Or maybe a two, like a team game, where yeah. you can have uh, people who run henchmen and then the oh, an overlord mm. kind of villain. Oh, man. Okay, this is not James Bond, Fine. technically, but it, I, it just made me think of this. What if there is a game where one player plays the evil mastermind and every other player is henchmen? And the goal of the henchmen is to live through the movie. Oh. So you play through the movie, because henchmen die all the freaking time, right? Yeah. So the mastermind sets things in place... Right? They play through the scenario they've set up, and the henchman's job is just to live through it. That sounds fun. Yeah. Sounds like the best type of party game. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Now, is the mastermind setting up the scenario that is, like, for his organization, and then there's, like, a programmed movement thing for the good guys? Yeah, I think probably what happens is... The way I would do it, because you'd want it to be um, as procedural as possible. Yeah. So I think you'd choose, probably as the mastermind, you'd choose your mastermind character. Sure. Blofeld. I'll I'll keep it in Bond, so Blofeld. Yeah. 
Uh, and then you choose your general plan. So, like, shoot a laser from space or, yep. like, win a poker game. Uh, <laughs> the, whole, the, the, the whole gamut, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then basically those set up rules that apply every round. And then you put cards that are events that happen in, like, spy stories. Okay. Right? And then they have effects on them that affect both the good guy and the henchman. And then the henchmen probably have an ability for whatever henchman type they are. Right. And then maybe there's a deck of cards that they can get resources from if they take certain actions. Yeah. Or maybe even a surviving a round. You yeah. survive a round, you get a card. Yep. And that just, it makes you, because you've you've leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> you survived the first whatever. You're almost at lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd play that. Yeah. I think that'd be a great fun. I know it's not really James Bond. No, but at the same time, you can tie it. If you could get the license from yeah. the Flemings. Yeah. Or Broccoli's. Yeah. Both. Yeah. If you get the license from them, you could easily make a James Bond. But if you didn't, it would be so easy just to be uh, Hitler's brain in an albino gorilla. Yeah. That's who you are. Yeah. Make it silly. Yep. Like, um, oh. Uh, I was thinking of a game, but I can't remember it. Mwahaha? Yes! I own it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be great. That'd be super good. I'd play that, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you could do a straight... You don't want the James Bond conundrum where everyone is playing James Bond. Yeah. And I don't know that you could get away with just one James Bond if you were doing a, a old-school style board game where you are playing James Bond trying to do stuff. What if it was like a cooperative game? Kind of like Pandemic, where everyone has different roles, but it's less about, like, moving cubes places. Right. Um, and more about solving a scenario. Yeah, that could work. Because that way, somebody is the agent, right? Somebody could be the Q, if we're like Somebody could be bond. M. Yeah. Right? Someone could be the Bond girl. Yep. Money Penny. Yeah. Like, there's lots of different people you could choose from. That could be neat. I think that'd probably be the the simplest design. Yeah. I feel that would... Well, as long as you wanted to make a good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could easily make a roll and move James Bond. We we definitely both have a love for bad things. Yeah, we do. <laughs> but I don't know that I want like a Candyland James Bond. Ooh. But don't you? I'd play it. But I don't want to buy it. <laughs> Candyland. Whoever makes Candyland, please make me a James Bond Candyland. I hope they listen. (laughs) I'm sure they do. (laughs) Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Do you have more? I don't have anything specific. I have a couple general ideas. Okay. I have some more. Do you want to just say this is the topic for the day? (laughs) We. I guess we can. We're about halfway through, so. Your choice. The second half. (laughs) Yeah. I think. Let's just stick with this because we'll wander around as we have been doing as is. So our second half is brought to you in part by Wickham Standard Assurances. Are you feeling down? Call Wickham Standard Assurances for their diverse packages available in both self-esteem boosting, compliments, or their new Emperor package that involves a trio of complimentary friend agents bringing your head image into the new year. That's Wickham Standard Assurances, assuring you 
in the future. And we're back from space. Y- yay! yay. <laughs> Do you have a space game for an excellent segue? I don't, but I probably come up with one. Just give me a second. Kay. Oh, Cowboy Bebop. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there isn't a Cowboy Bebop game? I think there is, but I think it's like only in Japan. Japan only? Yeah. And I don't think it's that great either. Ah. Um, but really, really what I want is that aesthetic. Is you like... You take that, like, jazz-type feel and mix it with, like, a Western-type feel. That's just a cool setting. It is, yeah. Uh, And then you add space for a dangerous cocktail. (laughs) Of action game? You know what? I actually think um, uh, a space fight, fight, like, Rogue Squadron-type game would be cool. Yeah? Yeah. I think that, uh, that would be interesting. More along the lines, I just want a very stylish game. And so... I, because I said space, I've chosen Cowboy Bebop as my aesthetic. Okay. It's like, think about this. You're playing Persona 5 right now. I sure am. And the you style is... You need to be playing is, is, Persona 5 right I now. I do need to be playing Persona <laughs> 5 right now. But it, it does have a very specific art direction style. Yes, it does. Right? And the gameplay ties into that style. It sure does. Uh, so if I could have... A space combat jazz western game where it was very stylish and the gameplay played into that style. Yes, I would love a laser beam that shoots French horn sound waves to annihilate my foes. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, like, I'm talking Road Squadron, so you could have that, but like a little bit of Star Fox. Okay, sure. Yeah. TIE Fighter. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I was like the story in TIE Fighter. I never played it. I didn't realize it had a story. Yeah. (laughs) Weirdly enough, well, there's a... Essentially, there's a... If you do certain side objectives, Mm -hmm. you start getting into the inner circle of guards for the Emperor. So then you start getting stuff from there. And then at a certain point, spoilers to a game from 1994... There is a faction in the Empire that is betraying your squadron. Ah. So then you're having to figure that out and find the conspiracy and do all of this other stuff. So it's, it's actually got yeah, it a fairly interesting. robust, interesting story <laughs> yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Well, I did. But <laughs> I played a lot of TIE Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> so something like that, story-wise. Yeah. Tying together with all of that. It was all cutscenes. And, yeah, and, and by cutscenes, it, it's it 94. Be, so. um it could, it could be, like, you can even do it not through, like, a direct story, but, like, through mission briefings or... Yeah. Like, I, the the center should be really great jazz space combat. Right. Um, obviously. Obviously, that should be the centerpiece of it. Um, actually, I really like, when it's done right, games that tell the story through a bunch of side stuff happening around all the action. Yeah. I think it is great. So it made Bioshock interesting. Because the game was great. But... Yeah, and all the Metroid Prime games. Yeah. Yeah. Because the gameplay is good. Yeah. And you get the story out of audio logs or scrap of paper you found. or yep. You get it from lore. Yep. Which is cool. Lore, the game. The game where all you do is collect lore. Yeah, but why are you collecting the lore? 
to be a lore master. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Loreman. That's the main character, Willie Loreman. <laughs> and that's a gamerly death of a salesman joke. Yeah. That everybody is going to appreciate. Yep. <laughs> I feel. Everybody. It's okay. Uh, this is fast forwarding to me plugging, but we made a joke in our podcast. Yep. And I was like, only Sean will get this, but he will love it. Have I heard it? Wait, was it's, it recently? It's really recent. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. March, I think. I've yeah, gotten yeah. into March. So yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> I'll get there. Yeah. I will get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about you? Do you have any uh, other other IPs? Oh, tons. <laughs> Hit me. Tons. Hit me with them. Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, wait. Am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Uh, we're kind of transitioning into the explicit, so. It's okay. <laughs> or I'll bleep it. Whatever. Funk, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Funky. Funky. Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah. I'd love a Calvin and Hobbes game. Yeah, that'd be great, but what would it be? Um, Catherine style. Oh, yeah, okay. Puzzly and a lot of story-based stuff. Mm-hmm. And so his dream sequences are his fantasies. So you get Spaceman Spiff time. You can play Calvin Ball. <laughs> yep. That'd be awesome. His He has that noir detective. Yep. He, he well Calvin and Hobbes basically hits every genre. Yep, pretty much. Yeah, and you could explore deep philosophical truths about the hu- human race through the story. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then solving puzzles, I think, to get through the Catherine style, to get yeah. through the dream sequences. Okay, so but here's my question: mm-hmm. Can you romance Susie Durkins in the way that six-year-old Calvin does? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so hitting her with spitballs and. Plus one affection. Yeah. <laughs> Having weird lunches. You know, actually, that fits That fits freakishly well with Catherine's, like, gameplay loop. Right? Yeah. Because it's not... I, I guess you wouldn't get the same sort of adult-themed sort of trying to deal with relationships and processing mm. what it is to be that person. Yeah. Where... Calvin's regular day stuff would just be school and dealing with his parents and being crazy and whatever. Yeah. But all of the dream stuff, there's monsters under his bed. Yeah. There's there's stuff. Well, there's stuff dealing with all all of the questions that people have as they grow up. Yep. And and some that you continue asking yourself. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they, so, they never go away, and that's yeah. what made Calvin and Hobbes so great. And we'll never get this, and I know that because Bill Watterson is. Super protective. Well, of the IP. I, he he wanted to make art. Yeah, and he used comics to do it. Yep. And so his art is tied to the form he put it in. So I understand. Yeah, but I would love this game. Yeah, it would be great. It'd be super good. The wagon. Yes. The wagon or sledding during winter. I think you go through maybe nine months. Yeah. Yeah. So heading, getting to summer, maybe? So it's that school year, that September school year. to yeah. June? Yeah. You go on a camping trip? You could. Where it would rains the entire time? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a great game. That'd be lots of fun. Yeah. And so nostalgic. And I wonder, I would prefer it if they didn't use voice actors. Yeah, if it was just all text. Yeah. Yeah. Which I know we just lost half of the video game audience because yeah. there are people who don't like games like that anymore. Yeah. But I don't want to hear Calvin. Unless it's Matthew Mercer, fine. But yeah. <laughs> Although he'd be a great Hobbs. Uh, what if Sam Regal did Calvin? 
Mm, that'd be pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Regal, Calvin, and Matt Mercer as Hobbs. Yeah. Yeah. I think Matt Mer. Actually, I would rather have like Sam Regal as Calvin. Maybe somebody else as Hobbs. Maybe like Talison Jaffe or something. Okay. Uh, and then Matt Mercer as every other character. <laughs> Including Miss Wormwood? Yeah. Because, yes? Yeah. Maybe, like, I don't know, somebody else can be Susie. Oh, yeah, probably. But, yeah. Like, the idea of... Because I like the idea of that that creates that, like, Calvin and Hobbes are in their own world, and everyone else is just, like... Sounds exactly the same to him. Yeah. They're, diff- they're just... They're, it's just a uniform. Yep. Outside of his world. I would play that so much. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be like, hey, um, what in the, where's the podcast? Calvin and Hobbes is out. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't know how long a game like that would be able to sustain. Like, we said nine months, but... Well, here, here's the thing, like, if you go through, if you used specifically Calvin and Hobbes, uh, I have the entire collection. Yeah, okay. And it's three full books. Yep. So... Really, you have different arcs you can go through. It's that true. Specifically, deal with stuff, right? There's like, um, oh, why did my brain just fart? <laughs> uh, Revenge of the Mutant Snowman. Yep. No, wait, it's Revenge of the Snow Babysitters, Revenge of the Living Snowman. Yeah. Right, and that's just two off the top of my head. All of the stuff with Rosalind. Yeah. Right. Like. There's so there's so much meaty stuff with Calvin and Hobbes. You could easily be like, okay, this is the month that we're going to deal with all of this content. Yep. Um, this is the month that we're going to deal. You could easily split it up to nine different things. Transmogrify, so there's multiple use. Yep. Yep. No, that that wasn't the transmogrifier. That changes its stuff. Yeah. No, that's the cloner. Right. I think clonification. Duplicator. Is, is the duplicator. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it has a duplicator. Yeah do with that for a few weeks i mean that's just the box right the box comes up over and over and over yeah it's the time machine it's the transmogrifier it's it's the duplicator yeah like it comes up over and over and over like you could do stuff with just that or you could have it as like a tool that he uses in every single one for different things yep that's really interesting again i know this what this one is a pipe dream because i know it will never never happen But But you want it. I desperately (laughs) would love that to happen. Yeah. I think it would sell well, too. Do cross-platform. Nostalgia? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Totally would sell well. Have him write it. Yeah. Give him complete artistic control of the story side of it. Not Obviously, I'm not expecting him to animate the thing. Draw and animate this Bill Watterson, you 80-year-old son of a bitch. (laughs) Do it. (laughs) Yeah, no. Yeah. That would be great phenomenal that was one of the first ones i thought of when we decided to do this topic yeah and i was just like ah, it makes me so sad because i know this will never happen it will never happen never ever in a million years but if they did it in the style so yeah. they stylize it to look like calvin and Hobbes, so you get some of the a bunch of it could be black and white and then his dreams are in the watercolor oh yeah that'd be cool and you could also like do it like um the original paper mario game yep where everything is just 2D on a 3D plane. Yeah, I want that. Yeah. I want it too now. Damn it, Sean. <laughs> Sorry. Why did I agree to this? <laughs> because it's fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs>
like the Calvin and Hobbes game would be. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out something here. Okay. Secret of Nim. Okay. So I don't know if everybody remembers this movie. It's I feel like it's kind of like in a corner of our pop culture. It, yeah, it's borderline known. Yeah. Either you know it and you saw it when you were younger. Yeah. Or you have no idea. Yeah. So basically, a- animals were tested in labs and became intelligent and escaped. But there's also like this form of magic going around. There's an amulet in the movie. Yep. Is the main magical thing. But there's other mystical things happening. Yep. Um, and there's different factions. Like, I think if you could, if you could get a good adventure storyline in that setting, it'd yeah. be amazing. Yeah, it very easily could be. Yeah. Or do a like a Nino Cooney style RPG. Yeah. Yeah. With the Studio Ghibli animation. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I think that, I think that one puts light on some media that I think deserves way more attention because that is a great movie. It very very is. It very it is. verily is. <laughs> Yay, verily, sir. Uh, <laughs> I covered it. I'm yeah, good. You got it. I'm comfy. <laughs> um, I don't actually have a lot of ideas for implementation because it's so... Um, it's, it's a really complex setting and so much of the movie is tied to emotion. I, I, that's why I went Nino Cooney right away. I yeah. think I think you've got to go eighty hour, yeah, Japanese style RPG. Yeah, yeah. But I, here's the thing: I don't think there's combat. It's not a huge part of the game. Obviously, there has to be an encounter of some sort. There needs to be a gameplay loop that's satisfying. But yeah, I just with, I think that's where you tie in the factions. Yeah, you're right. Or you. You build that adventure story around conflict between the factions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then it becomes a Zelda E quest where it's maybe the amulet's missing. I could also see it as like a text adventure, like an old, old school. Oh, what? <laughs> like, you have to like type text commands? Yeah, if you know all the commands, it takes like three hours, but you don't know them. When so... you don't, it takes 20. Yeah, right? Yep. <laughs> I've played some of those. Yeah. <laughs> the best. Pick up rod. I'm sorry, I don't know how to do that. Pick up stick. I'm sorry, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) Pick up log. You picked up the log. Finally. (laughs) As long as you don't combine it with an old school puzzle game, I'm fine. Yeah, no. Combine the log with the custard to unlock the door. (laughs) But but, Uh, The reason why I actually think it works with text is that uh, the main character, I forget what her name is in The Secret of Nim. I'm not sure. But um, so much of, of the movie is her not knowing what to do. Yeah. So I feel like that repli- in a text adventure, that replicates that. Very well. Yeah. Yeah, and then it, well, then you don't have to worry about the conundrum of are you just doing the story from the film? Yeah. Or can you do something else? Yeah. Elizabeth Harmon played Mrs. Brisby. Oh, yeah, it is Mrs. Brisby. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. Also sort of like tangenting on this. Fine. Fern Gully. Okay. Yeah, same, sure. type, same type of thing. Like, again, like, it's, it's, it's fairies and animals, 
Yeah. But the like, it's not a conflict that you see done in in such an interesting way. Like you could say it's all metaphor, like the pollution isn't doesn't actually have a form like it does in Ferngully, but it's actually interesting if it does. Yeah, it does. So, I think, hmm. I think, and and I like almost wanted to be done in the style of those like CD-ROM games, the CDR like oh, put man. it like like in that, but like done well. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I think all of the things we want would be to have them done well. Yeah. Although I I do have a love of bad things. Yeah. Candyland James Bond. Yes. Um, I think that would be. That'd be really great as well. That would be interesting. I love. I re- like. I have a really big love of animated movies that are not like the golden chi- children of Disney, right? Like, because I think because Disney dominated that so much, these these they're masterpieces of 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 film. Like, really, yeah. Some of them are. So, the Thief and the Cobbler. That's a good film. Yeah, like it's it's <laughs> it's just a good film. Period. But nobody watches it. Nobody watches it. Because... Because Disney. Peter Pan. Yeah. Peter Pan! The game. Mm, uh, I don't think that would get made in the today's day and age. No? Uh, it's a little too abductive. So you don't want a game where you're an elf stealing children? I mean, I didn't say that. <laughs> I said I don't think it would be made because it's too abductive. Okay, but... I wonder if you could get away with it if it was storybook, done in a storybook style. It's Maybe. the story of Peter Pan. I guess if you used the IP of Peter Pan, you could probably get away with with it because people are so nostalgic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but still, gotta save these children and take them to Neverland. In my head, I've gotta abduct these children and take them to my basement. Hmm, <laughs> that's a little different of a game. <laughs> I mean. Neverland's just a code word, Sean. I don't know that you ever listened to episode two or three of the podcast where I tried to convince Dave that Peter Pan was evil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is. Kind Thank of. you. Yeah. He's stealing children. He's stealing children and then trapping them in a place where they are unable to grow up and progress. He's stagnating children. Yes. He is taking their lives away. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could make an argument for the original Peter Pan to be a metaphor for child death. Yeah. Yeah. You very easily could, as longtime listeners will remember. <laughs> and I haven't listened to that episode, but I'm glad I brought it up now. <laughs> yeah. I think it was episode two or three or something like that. Yeah. Originally talking about The Shining, uh. where I was trying to convince him that the twins and The Shining... You're not a horror person, but have you seen The Shining? You know enough of The Shining from other stuff where yep. the twins in the hallway when Danny comes around on this big wheel. I was trying to convince him that they weren't evil mm. and then segued into Peter Pan. Gotcha. Well, I cannot corroborate your <laughs> your your feeling that those twins are not evil. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah. That was so far back, people <laughs> weren't even talking to us yet, so uh, I don't great. even know that anybody remembers. Perfect. Well, go back and listen to that episode. Oh, it's, wait, you, you can't. It's lost forever. It's it's one of the lost episodes it's now. The lost episodes. Yes. Yeah. I have the computer. Those are on. So I could save them, but... Uh, or they could remain work. lost. Yeah. They were really slow. <laughs> yeah. Really slow. Yeah. It turns out when you start doing a podcast, the beginning is not as good. No. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of Blast Rider? 
I have not heard of Blast Rider, but the name intrigues me. It's anime again. Yeah. It's about motorcycle racing demons. That sounds cool. And it's literally about a guy who is sort of fighting them and then eventually gets taken over by a different demon motorcycle so that way he can fight better. Mm. And it's, so it's all, it's a German, set in Germany. Sounds German. As it should be. It, yeah. it, pretty sure Blast Rider is Pale Rider. Uh. Um, <laughs> anyway, and that's all it is. So it would be a combination of crazy Gundam style fighting because the, the demons are part of the motorcycle. Mm. So they are metallic robot demons. Yeah. And motorcycle racing. So kind of like Twisted Metal mixed with like a, a mecha game? Yeah, essentially. Yeah? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I feel like that would have a market. And it's one of those animes as well where if you blink during a fight scene, you don't know what's going on anymore, so you have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> They're very fast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. that's an interesting game. That's another game where it'd be like, Jeremy, I got this. And I'd be like, I'll watch. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the idea of the... I like the IP a lot. Yeah. It was a very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. Plus, I'm not a big racing game guy, but Demon Motorcycle Racing that also has essentially mech fighting in it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that'd be cool. I dig it. Uh, have you ever heard of Log Horizon? Yeah. I have seen every episode. Yeah. I would love a game based off of Log Horizon. I'm amazed there isn't. Yeah. Is it because Sword Art Online is so much more popular? Definitely. That's definitely why. By the way, if you like Sword Art Online and you want more, like, similar stuff but different, Log Horizon. And better cost? Well, you... I think... I've seen both. So I'm not saying that from a sense of, like, I hate Sword Art Online. I, I feel actually like they're very different beasts. They are, but in the sense of it's people sucked into a video game. Yeah. I greatly prefer the Log Horizon side of it, as opposed to, I'm also really good at martial arts in the real world, and I'm great. Yeah, uh, I feel like... Where Shiro's like, I'm smart, and don't know how to walk. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like for Sword Art Online, you watch that because you want, like, that emotional story. Sure. Because really, the story is about the characters, and less about being stuck in a game. Whereas Log Horizon is about being stuck in a game, and it has interesting characters. Yep. It's actually an interesting fantasy story as well. Yeah. yeah. So, uh... Is there, there is a season three coming. I, I hope, hope so. <laughs> like, I hope so. It's it's great, and they, it's definitely not solved. No, they really left us at a cliffhanger. Yeah. And it's another one of those IPs where you can have a little bit of mystery. Yep. But I, I actually think you could make it a horror game. You could. You're in the game. Don't know what's happening. You finally find a, a safe that's place that's safe. A safe that's place? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> safe the place. Safe the place. Um, and then over time, like in the beginning you show up and like the shopkeeper always says, Hi, I sell goods here. And then like the sixth time you go there, they're like, you come here a lot. And then like start giving, feeding you like different text lines as they become more self-aware. Yeah. Like that's horrifying. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, are in the game, are you taking the angle that the the NPCs, for lack of a better term, are becoming more aware yeah. of the fact they exist? So yeah. the heroes are having to deal with this burgeoning kind of thing? Yeah, and I think 
I think you you cannot set it anywhere near where the main characters in Log Horizon are. This, Probably not. This has to be somewhere else. If it's a do a different game. server. Yeah. Do a different server. Do a different server. Yeah, for sure. Because do the Scandinavian server. Just go completely different. Yeah. Like because I think it would be a really scary game. It could be. Yeah. A super scary game. But also, I would be interested in a Log Horizon game where you play through like an an alternate version of events with the main characters. Sure. I think that would be really interesting too. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Or even one of the other guilds. Yeah. From the the circle. Yeah, definitely. Uh, case in point, I suppose I'm also now open to anime questions. <laughs> uh, yeah. Knowing that Dave would be useless, Jeremy is not. Ha <laughs> I don't watch all anime. But Who I watched can? some of it. Who has that much time? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Log Log Horizon. I think would be great. I I you know I would just like a game in general that's not Sword Art Online that deals with the psychological and social repercussions of being sucked into a game world. Yeah, it, there's a new series out as well. Is it like ReZero or something? Uh, it's one of the Fate series, right? It might be. There's also I haven't started it yet. There's also if you like comedy uh konosuba okay uh i really like it because it sort of parodies fan service anime a little bit oh nice yeah i so, appreciate that so like it does have fan service but it's making fun of it okay um so basically the main character the very first episode he saves somebody he tries to save somebody's life by pushing them away from a car but they wouldn't have been hit by the car and he kills he dies because he scared himself so much by doing it. So oh. he's pathetic. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then he meets a goddess and has a fight with her. And she's like, well, you need to go to this other world. And it's like a video game world, basically. Okay. Um, because it's going to be destroyed otherwise. So you get to live another life, but you have to go to this world. And I'll give you one boon. And because they're fighting, he says his boon is to take her with him. <laughs> It's a good boon. Yeah, it is a good boon. If the goddess wasn't so horribly incompetent, John. Oh. Basically, it becomes this thing where he's the main character, and he's he is quite clever. Okay. And he solves problems, but he's surrounded by people where he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the whole time. It's really funny. Is it on Crunchyroll? It is. Or? Okay. It's on Crunchyroll. I will have to add that. Yeah. To my ever-growing queue. <laughs> ever-growing queue of anime. But I wouldn't want a game of it. No? No. I, f- I feel like uh, it would just become a fan service game. Oh, probably. Like, the only way they can do the parody of it is by animating it and talking about it in a certain way. Right? True. So either you do it straight. Yeah. Which, in which case, that's not the point of it. No. Or you'd make it super fan service Yeah. So don't make a game of that. Please. Although Log Horizon do. Yeah, Log Horizon definitely. RPG probably? Yeah. I mean, it's set in an MMO, so... It would be weird if it wasn't. Yeah. It's a point-and-click adventure game. Yeah. Although I'd, I'm happy with us that most of the games we said are not just, like, RPGs or JRPGs. It easily could have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It very easily could have been. Well, I We love RPGs. Yes. Pro- definitely my favorite genre. Yeah, probably mine too. But I think that's more because there are less interesting ideas in other genres. Yeah, I, I mean, Last of Us aside, yeah, 
Uncharted's are fun. Yeah. But I'm not going out to get third-person action games all that often. Nope. However, I would love a Gru one. Gru? Are you familiar with Gru the Wanderer? I'm not. Sergio Aragonis's satire of sword and sandal fantasy. The guy, he did a bunch of the Mad Magazine satire stuff mm. and a lot of their drawings and things. It's that a, sounds interesting. It's a comic book character who I loved growing up. Yeah. Um, and so it's sort of history, but not. Mm. And it's a lot of it is he is incredibly stupid incredibly stupid Mm -hmm. but very well intentioned and by far the best warrior on the planet (laughs) yeah uh he has a dog companion named referto who is awesome sounds like it would be popular uh one of his main bad guys in the run that i was reading was pipil khan Mm. which was genghis khan but uh a little person and very insecure about that yeah um, and gets swept up in bloodlust, so he orders everyone to just destroy everything and mm. then asks for tribute. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone is dead. Yeah. Uh, he's fought bureaucracy in ta- in a town. A true hero. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is an action ba- game, a third-person action game done in Aragonis' style. I would love. Yeah, you know what? I would watch that. All right, Sean. Uh-huh. I have one that I don't know if it counts. Okay. Don't know if it counts, but I do want to talk about it. Sure. I would like a game that is like XCOM. Okay. But is a sports management game. Any sport in particular? Uh, well, let's say hockey, because I think that's the one that we both know best. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Keyword being both, both know best. Both know best, yeah. <laughs> so cricket. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. like T20 cricket, not yeah. test. Here's the thing, though. I don't, I don't actually feel like the sport is super important. Okay. What I want is a game where you're like, you have these rookies, and this is your team. And it should be like a la NBA Jam. You don't have, like, a ridiculous team. You have, like, a single line that okay. you can put out. Right? Yeah. And then you have reserves and stuff that you can switch in and out, like XCOM. Right. Um, well, the modern XCOMs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I figured you... I. As soon as you said it, I immediately thought of the latest one. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so what I would really love is if you lose a game, like, you have to lose one of your players forever. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, to injury or signed by a bigger league. Or maybe, or... yeah, like, some, they go away. Or maybe they're a ritual sacrifice, and this is a fantasy setting. So it's Blood Bowl. Yeah. But with XCOM. Yeah. But but like for hockey, for hockey. But like what I because what I really love about XCOM is the emergent stories that come out of it and how attached you get to the characters. Right. But I also really like how closely you can really develop um, the abilities of your people. Yeah, and it's very particular. It is. You, you very can specialize particular. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Or you can be an all arounder. And I think if you put that in a sports game. Right? And if we're talking like regular hockey video games, you have the playmaker, the sniper, the two-way forward, the grinder, and the power forward. Right? Yep. You already have five roles that you can pick from. Yeah. Right? And maybe like some of those are like two halves of a whole. Yeah, But maybe. you also have defensemen and goalies. Like I feel like it would be really interesting to move a squad forward like that. And especially if there was really stupidly high stakes. So, a stupidly high stakes fantasy hockey. Yeah. But I think 
what you're kind of describing is being an agent. Yeah. That might be the best way to tweak it. That way they could sign, be signed by somebody else. Yeah. Or they have a problem, so you have to drop them. Mm-hmm. Or injury means it's over. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. I feel like that'd be great. And it doesn't have to be like 20 seasons. It's like you got to do this for one season. <laughs> it's like a blitz, yeah. essentially. Right? So I feel like that would be so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. And especially since it gets away from that like turn-based high stakes, it's like the whole game. I can imagine playing this game and getting to the third period being down like a goal and just panicking. Freaking out. Freaking out. Because it's 12 games into the season yeah. and you're about to lose someone important. Yeah. No, my plans for this person. We have a shoe deal. No! <laughs> a shoe deal. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that would be very entertaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. Just realized apparently I'm all about mixing different styles <laughs> and genres. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, yeah. So we're running pretty much close to the end. Okay. So I will throw out one more. Okay. I'm thinking Kingdom Hearts style mm-hmm. and being able to jump different aesthetics, 50s sci fi horror. Ooh. So it's 50 style monster things. Yeah. But you move. And the reason I say Kingdom Hearts is specifically because you are going to different scenarios Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it ties it all together in a hub or whatever you could do a dark souls style as well i suppose if you wanted to where it's yeah there's a hub world and then you're going to the different locations yeah exactly you could do kaiju stuff you could do the teenagers from outer space style you could do the brain from planet eris you could do pod people you could do pod people yep invasion of the body snatchers Mm -hmm. you could go between so it's kind of a suspense horror mm-hmm. light RPG element but not a full bore yeah. RPG yeah. but more along the lines of you're having to solve something in each scenario mm-hmm. to build to a whole yeah well, that'd be interesting The there's no market for it outside of me I, well here's the thing I think there there <laughs> is a market for it but you would need to somehow get the narrative to coalesce yeah right like why are these things out there and why are they coming in? Yeah. And who are you? Right. Because I think the tough part with horror, especially all that, that era of horror is that people are innocent in it. Yep. Right. So why is you the innocent person going out to deal with this and how do you stay innocent? Or we have to modernize it. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Or it becomes a look back sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's a modern person going through this stuff. A silly style, like LucasArts style story where people are stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to the ultimate crime. stuff. Theft. Exactly. Of our capitalist dollars. Yes. <laughs> but that was kind of, I, it's a looser idea than most of the rest. Yeah, yeah, But no, it's just. I think it'd be interesting. Somehow tying it all together because there's an aesthetic there that isn't in any other video game. Yeah. Yeah, there is no 50s monster. There's Destroy All Humans kind of mm-hmm. played it a little bit. Mm. I think it's too silly for that. Yep. Mm. But if you played one where it's straight, but because it's played straight, it is funny. Yeah. Like the 50s sci-fi horrors were. Yeah. And it, one that. of the monsters could be literally the iguana wearing a collar smashing <laughs> through like a toothpick roller coaster and you have to deal with that. Yeah, deal with it. It's real. Yeah. <laughs> It's real and terrifying. Exactly. Yeah. Movie hero. 
Yeah. Just, that's what it is. I know you said this is the last one, but I want to say one thing. Fine. Pacific Rim. There should be a game. Yeah. Maybe with the second movie coming? Maybe. But again, I'd be... (sighs) And it should be a dating sim. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But the dating sim is just to find who you're drift compatible with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the character creation. Yeah. The dating sim. Yeah. Longest character creation ever. Like 15 hours. 15 hours character creation. Right. Then. Then. Unless you're the main robot, you die immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And you better hope you roll high on that random number table. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, giant robots fighting kaiju. Yeah. Yes. I want to play that. Yeah. It'd be cool. I'm surprised they didn't, but at the same time, a cheap movie or a cheap rushed movie tie-in mm-hmm. would not do that justice no. so we'd get a crappy like a crappy spider-man game or the batman forever or something <laughs> random like that the iron man game yeah <laughs> sweet <laughs> deep cuts deep cuts on those mm. bad movie tie-ins <laughs> yeah well i guess that's it yeah that's a good place to stop uh you, Mr. and Mrs. Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. You want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at Mighty Thews. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with you. And we are at Guys from Podcast. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Facebook us at The Guys From, or send me a sweet space French horn riff. In the form of a question? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you enjoy the guys from podcast tell anyone you can any way you can and the best thing you can do to help us out is to leave us a rating or a review on the iTunes store as a whole bunch of the other podcatchers use that metric for their own we are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found including Player FM, Podbeam, the Blueberry app Stitcher, you name it we are probably there hey Jeremy is there anything you wanted to plug like your podcast? (laughs) yeah there is so I do another podcast with my friend Kevin Weir. It's called The Third Space, and if you like geeky, nerdy stuff like the stuff we talked about now, it's a good podcast for you. We take stuff from a fictional world, be that from a book, a movie, a video game, mm-hmm. uh, and we try to apply it to the real world in a what-would-happen sense. Um, I believe Sean's favorite one is the Final Fantasy one we did. Yep, so far. Yeah. Uh, so and I had some questions about the American politics one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's the same one. Uh, yeah, it so is. if you if that sounds interesting to you, uh, look it up. It's called the Third Space. We are on iTunes as well, mm-hmm. and I believe on other podcatchers. Though I have not checked. We're almost at our full year, actually. Hey! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I think that's it, Sean. On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this markably nerdier podcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every day, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, gaming, The Simpsons, you name it, we probably write about it. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And also, when was the last time you sat down and read Calvin and Hobbes? Because you should. Yep. It's still great. (laughs) Special thanks to The Sweets for our opening music. Check them out uh, at wearethesweets.com. And also to Kevin McLeod for our ad music, Carefree, and our takeout music called Fearless First. This has been episode 167 of the Guys From Podcast, the slightly newer podcast. Yeah! Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Jeremy. Have a great week, everybody. 
The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by nothing. Nothing but our ability to talk about random game things that could maybe possibly work. And Bill Watterson, please let us make that Calvin and Hobbes game. <laughs> <laughs>